The 5 O'Clock Frenzy is presented by Nova Home Loans. Call 577-2600 for help in buying a new home. Now, back to Coalfield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio. Here we go, 5 o'clock hour. Damon is here. Putting up quite the defense for Alvin Kamara during the break. It was good. It was good. Uh, Kamara got three games. So the Saints in the soup a little bit, but they did. They expected this. So they went out and they got a little aggressive. And Derek Carr's there now, but uh, they got Jamal Williams as a backup running back. He's certainly good enough to fill in for three games. And I was just bringing up the issue that we've had a lot of stories in Vegas where we've had celebrities come to town um, and even like future celebrities. Zion Collins, who was going to be a, you know, a really good player at UNLV and a high school star, and he got into a car accident and a, someone perished in the accident. And he was driving at excessive speeds on the west side of town. And he's getting out of jail next week. Unless I missed it and he already got out you know, for early behavior. But he was finishing up a 90-day sentence. And the last report I read in June, late June was that he was getting out next week. And he'll play college basketball somewhere. And I'm, I'm, I'm not sure that he shouldn't. Um, we're going to play some audio later on. Chris Collinsworth was, I think, said some things out loud that he probably shouldn't have said. But I don't have a problem that he said it. But it's this whole thing of when is someone forgiven? When do they get a chance to practice their craft again? When should Deshaun Watson get to come back after facing you know twenty plus felony charges? Um, and the same thing goes here. You know, I just I was talking last hour about you know Cardi B at the the pool party with the microphone and Damon Arnett with some sort of gunplay at Park MGM. And there was basically just an argument over, like, hey, did he actually point the gun and did the victim see it? Or he just flashed it and moved it from his trunk to his door. It's also it's it's also a decorum thing. Uh, I don't know how you guys feel, but I feel like coming out of COVID, we are like so many of us are so much more aggressive and frustrated and F everyone else. It was funny on the ride over, and I'm I'm very judgy when I drive, and I'm an aggressive driver too. But it's just like <laughs> just a, a bit. A lot of the surfer streets, man. It is just like I just see people whipping in front, crossing, like coming mm. up Flamingo today. It's just crazy, man. People are in in the like I was trying to turn into the building here at uh, you know just past Flamingo and Durango, and someone is in the suicide lane, like from from the middle of the building all the way up to the light. I'm like, are you just just gonna ride up the middle of the road? We're like, okay. Um, we have we have become freaking. Not all of us. Uh, we have become aggressive the last two or three years, and fights break out a lot uh, more often. But yeah, we've had a, we've had a run here where celebrities, whether they're part of the Raiders, you know, in the case of Rugs and Arnett, or uh, you know, a Cardi B, um, it's been some incidents, and the justice system has dealt with them. And in a lot of cases, like hey, you know, maybe we're just overloaded. There's just there's too many of us going crazy. I think. Construction probably doesn't help in terms of the aggressiveness. <laughs> um, oh my God! It's a nightmare. I, I was texting you updates. I shouldn't have been because I was stopped at lights. But just trying to get down to UNLV football practice today, um, and I'm like, "What is happening? There's a cone or a road closure or a lane closure bro. or in one case, I hope everyone is healthy uh, and good. But there was an accident. I tried to go down Paradise yesterday. I was telling you after I left Team USA practice, it was a nightmare. <laughs> I like it took me forty five minutes to get from the Thomas and Mack Center to the Westgate. Yeah. Like that's yeah. It was 
wild. I couldn't do it. F one better be really, really, really good for the city, money wise. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm, I think I might leave the city for like a week. Well, I just, just I, I, I have no doubt it's going to be good for the city when it's here. It's that we had to do this, probably what was a three year project in like seven months, and sure. it is just devastated traffic patterns down by the strip. It's not good. I was watching videos on my phone in traffic. So I was just like, I, I got nothing to do. Oh, you were stuck? I was stuck. Okay, I'm not going to. I can't get into traffic decorum. I'm no, gonna, no, no. Let's get into it. This is just, a favorite on the show. It's a Friday. It's, it's just, time to let loose. We haven't done this in about, about three months. It's just when you see the big sign with the three blinking arrows mm-hmm. that are clearly telling you that you have to get over because the lane is closed. You do? <laughs> like Right by the sign you get over. That's what I mean. I saw it too late. <laughs> like I was in so much traffic behind. How could I have seen it? That's, that's, and when you get like 10 cars, like zooming right up to the arrows, and then you know they're in their car going, what's the deal with traffic? It's you! It is you! Every second! And I hope that there's someone doing it right now listening to me! You're a jerk! You're the worst! It is your fault! I just had to get it off my chest. Yeah. I was stuck in the car for why nearly an hour. Why can't we all be nicer? Nope. I don't get mad on the road. I'll say that. <laughs> You're a liar. This stuff doesn't affect me. You're a liar. No. I, I, I might believe him. Because you don't drive? No, I drive, but I'm just the guy. Hey, man, I don't know where that guy's got to go. No, dude, this, you're part of the problem, too. <laughs> no. You're part of the problem, too. Oh, you think? <laughs> yes. Because here's the other thing. I'm also an early merger. So don't, like, zoom up and not let me over. Because that's the you, other thing, Do you too. bother signaling? Yes, of course. I always say you trust people because I'll let you over. To, oh, you oh, you're then you're a great person because there are a lot of people when you signal, race up. Yep, exactly. Like I'm, I was actually being courteous. It's not a late signal. Trying to give you a heads up. Yep. Nothing. Nope. Hate them. Every one of you. <laughs> I, I do. I hope somebody out there in Las Vegas <laughs> was listening to that right now as they were doing and exactly and they, what I hate. And they, they stopped. Didn't you say uh, on the worst? planned uh, merge ever didn't <sighs> someone just run into the rocks at uh is that the no trop? that's a different one i thought that was the uh, the trop uh, that was well, it's not trop it's what is it russell and the 15 and the and the 15 and that weird merge that they right. i think they took some of it out to do more of the construction near t-mobile so that that's because of the, of the uh, drop a counter project that's the worst merge i think out there that's right the, that is the the worst late merge situation because people will run right to the front and yep. then try to go over to the left yes and that's, it's hard. getting on 15 north. And it's hard one lane. Like, that's how it is. No, the one that I was referring to in that story, which is when you're going to, when you are going the 15 north, but you're passing, you know, you get off on that exit where it's like Blue Diamond and then also the, the 215 and you turn on to go uh, up west. So when it curves around, there's all of those rocks and area where, right where Fry's used to be, right? So you're turning left, you can see where Fry's used to be and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> don't it's, do it. So don't there's, don't it's such it. a great story. So there's, no, it's not. There's, it's so, it's, it's so such a great story. So like, you know, you'd merge down to one lane at some point, but it's also super wide. So like technically it's one lane, but like two cars could fit if, you know, people were, you know, smart about it. So this guy zooms past traffic because he's like, I'm too good for this. So he's, he's riding on the right shoulder, zooming past everybody, and misjudges how much space he has. And I'm watching this whole time. And he runs off the side of the road into the big rocks and just completely trashes his two right tires. His car gets, like, all wrecked up on the right side. So we're stuck in traffic. So we're driving slowly. I watch this all happen. And right when it all merges, that's when it starts to go. So I pull up next to him. I roll down my window like I'm going to offer a hand to help. And he looks out at me, and I point, and I just go, ha, 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 ha. And then I drove off. <laughs> 
It's great. Why why couldn't you be Demond in that case? <laughs> no, I wouldn't have stopped the hell. No, but you're not going to laugh at him. I, I openly laughed. It was great. I felt bad for him. See. I wouldn't have. We finally have someone with some character on the show. No, I don't care. Traffic, it's. I I'm hate a it. low character person in every other area, but road rage? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not like I rage at people. Yeah, like, I don't scream. Person. My rage is, like, quiet. My rage yeah. is just in my car, just me, like, seething. You know what I mean? Like, that's it. And in my head, I'm like, you, you know. If I say something out loud, that's when I know I'm having a bad day. If I'm like, oh, that guy, I'm like, hey, why am I getting so angry? Right. Like, I've never that's, gotten into. That's great. Because I have that happen, and I'm like, why did I just get heated up? What was the point? They don't care. But you do you get into screaming matches with people? Like, because I've don't, rather, I've never done that. I'd rather not. I'm not going to go. See, down there this you path. go. See. I'm not going to go down. This I've path. also been in a car with Steve. Steve's a ridiculously <laughs> aggressive driver. Like to the point where you pulled a maneuver one time. I'm like, why? Like I would hate you if you were behind me. What did I do? It was the left turn onto. Is that Polaris? It's right there in front of Ellis Island. Right, and you like you just like zoomed up behind some lady, and like got to within like an inch of her bumper. I'm like, beep, 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 like honking at her for no reason. I was like, what's happening? The great thing is I have no recollection, so maybe I've done that more than once. It was once. VGK night. It was uh, the the the, uh, the night of the hoisting. Of the oh, well, we were cup. trying to get over to the parade. It was a red light. I don't know what you were honking at her nah, for. Was, that's yeah. Those things are to be expected with the the anarchy that's going on. We around. just won the cup. <laughs> I mean, you want to go to the parade or not? That's you want to go to the finale or not? That's a good point. I thought I called for aggressive driving. <laughs> Call me on the carpet. 69187 is the Finley Kia text line. If you want to give us feedback, keyword is ESPN. So earlier when I was talking last hour and into this hour about uh, different celebrities getting in trouble, um, that might come off as me sounding jealous. I, the mom was looking at me like, okay, maybe you're going a little overboard here. Um, yeah, it's not a, it's, it's not a jealousy thing. Um, I, I, I get genuinely worried for people's safety when, if there are no repercussions for some people, then they can do whatever they want. Um, I brought out the example in the middle of the week. Um, listen, I have no idea what kind of mental state or physical state uh, Conor McGregor is in during that reality show. But when I watch, I'm like, man, I, I don't know. He didn't look right. And I pointed out last week, like he's driving, uh, I, he had some different car on the last episode, but he was driving a Lamborghini and... Like, is he good to drive? Like that that's another that's another one. That's another guy. Conor McGregor really hasn't faced any repercussions for the stuff that he's been accused of. And I fear that something bad is gonna happen. So and I don't want it to happen to me. But in terms of jealousy of athletes, no, I root for athletes. I want them to make as much money, have as much success as possible. Which by the way brings us to and it this is going to keep happening from some people when they see new deals in the NBA. Can we explain, and I know, Damon, you tried to explain it a couple weeks ago. There is a massive amount of money that's coming to the NBA because it's immensely popular. Mm-hmm. Whether you watch it or not, or you know, you like it or not, or they're, they're going woke and they're going to be broke, the money's coming. That's going to happen here. at some point. It's I here. Swear. It keeps coming. Right? And that means they're top-end players. Like, in the NFL, who just got their deal? Uh, that I was I wasn't happy with the Herbert deal, right? I got to complain mm-hmm. about everything, but like Justin Herbert just broke the ceiling and got what did he get? Fifty two, fifty. I can't remember the numbers, right? Mm-hmm. Fifty four million dollars a year. The same thing's happening in the NBA. So, what was it? Jalen Brown got a massive deal. Yep. It's a slot. This is the max. He played his way into it with all NBA, and I'm already seeing it today. Anthony Davis. Got an extension. What was it for? Was it three and 186? Yep. And the first reaction of so many people are, is like, what? $62 million a year? I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. 
He's a top 25 player in the league. He qualifies for that deal. I mean, if you want, if your argument is the Lakers should just let him walk, then I guess present the argument. But, I mean, don't you say it? Oh, all the time. I would love to hear the old head. He's not half the power forward that Kevin McHale is, and he never made half of that in his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I will respond with, well, one, the NBA was not very well managed in the 70s, which set up the 80s where it got better managed, whether you like David Stern or not, David Stern and the players. Like, he had to have stars, but Stern and, you know, older Kareem, but Magic and Bird and then Jordan, they built this league and the money got better. But, you know, the league also had image problems in the 70s. What did I mention earlier about the 80s, about cocaine? Like, the league was kind of a stay-away league. Mm-hmm. So while people will find, fans will whine about the money in the 80s, well, it wasn't where it is now. Right and, and those guys and the, hey they laid the groundwork and they laid the groundwork to get international play and now the money is bafo. I don't honestly I don't go to movies and and go um, you know who's what's the big movie out now right who was in Barbie who's the lead who's Margot the lead? Robbie so, so like I have no idea what Margot Robbie makes it could be twenty seven million it could have been sixty million I'm not mad because if you- the industry can pay the money then good for her if she got sixty million. And if she made more than Gosling, that's cool. But I, the, the hatred for the NBA players when they, you know, it's fifty-seven million, then sixty-two million a year. Oh, Lillard's making sixty-three. The money's there, and and trust me, ticket prices may not be great in the NBA, but that's not. They're not going to pass it on to you. They're so it, the sport is so popular, and the TV money is there, just like the NFL. That's part of the outrage about guys like Anthony Davis or Jalen Brown getting paid just comes from a lack of understanding of how it works. Because everything you mentioned, this is just it, it's like when everybody gets all up in arms about the next highest paid quarterback. It's like just this just the economics. This is how it works. The next guy is always the highest paid guy. It's just the way the league operates. And guess what? As we actually already mentioned, the league is coming up to a point where the TV rights deal is up and that they are going to get a massive influx of money. They're also going to expand here in the next, what, five years? Which it's There's two expansion fees that are on the table that they're projecting out here. They are about to step into such a massive – what's the step up from a buttload? Like the, the, uh, such a buttload of money that in – because people keep projecting like, well, in like the fourth or fifth year. Yeah, guess what? By that point, it's going to account for maybe 35% of the Lakers' salary cap or whatever team he's on at that point. AD will be mad that he's making $62 million because yes. the best <laughs> yeah. player will be making ninety. Right. I mean, think about it. Like all these, like like well, I'll throw out a young star, like a Cade Cunningham. You know what I mean? Like in three years, when Cade Cunningham, if he's going to be really good, we're going to be talking about this being the norm. So then, is it fair though to say, all right, this is an extension that takes Anthony Davis to twenty twenty eight? That's not how I would spend the money. Oh, sure, you can always say like, that. I'm really worried. Not that the value of the contract is there versus others. I'm worried that. At that age in 27, 2027 and 2028, that he's going to even be able to play. Like, is this the guy you build around for the next five years? I think that's a much fairer criticism right. than just going, $65 million? Like, that's, that's, not, that's just you not understanding how this thing works when it comes to contracts and caps. So I think that's, a fair, that's, that's perfectly fair that you would say that. But here's the point. Here's the thing. My rebuttal would be, because I saw a lot of that and the fact, like, you didn't need to pay him this far out. No, this is how it works now in the NBA. Guys have control. So if you're not going to extend him and he goes into an expiring deal, whatever it is, well, guess what's going to come next? I want out. I don't want to be here anymore. 
This is this is dumb. I will go somewhere where they're going to pay me this money. And guess what? There's 30 total teams in the NBA, 29 that don't have Anthony Davis. Pretty willing to bet a vast majority of those 29 would pay Anthony Davis what he wants. And also, we got to think about the Chris Hayes type out there as well. The rest of the league would be watching how they handle the Anthony Davis situation. If they didn't take care of AD, who would want to come to L.A.? That's right. That's a good point. Nobody would ever want to go to L.A. anymore. Ridiculous sarcasm because Chris Haynes said if the Trailblazers don't deal Dame for basically nothing because that's what Camp Dame wants, that others are going to hold it against Portland in the future and not go there. Free agent uh, hotspot, Portland. Yes, Yes, I'm sure if the Lakers (laughs) said we don't want to extend AD at 60 mil a year into his mid-30s, Oh, I'm never going to the Lakers. They, they've never shown they're dedicated. This is a typical Lakers move. No, no one would say that. No one would say that. And by the way, this, so this is a very interesting stretch of this offseason for the NBA because then this is all the stuff that people don't really follow a ton. But remember now, too, the Clippers are now allowed to offer both Kawhi Leonard and Paul George extensions because they're heading into the last stretch of their contracts as well. So this is an important part of, again, what we're talking about where these guys are going to make a lot of money but it's just whether or not you're you're going to be willing to give them the years. That's always what it's about. Like when people look at contracts, it should be a little bit more about years than in terms of AAV. And Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are at this point where if you're the Clippers, you're not just rolling out and going, here's four years, fully guaranteed, guys. But they're going to make a lot of money. Sayonara. That's a team that's just saying. Well, that's hey. that's not smart. I wouldn't <laughs> nah, do that. Sayonara. Give I mean, incentive. I, I, I love this discussion. And I hope we set some people straight on NBA money. So did while, just while, come down? No, while you were speaking, I because I haven't, I haven't looked at social media in a couple hours because I don't want to see any more of this conference chaos nonsense. So, folks, if you're just joining us here in the five o'clock hour, we had early morning. It looked like the Pac-12 was going to get everyone to stick together and hold out. Sign a grant of rights, and the Pac-12 would be fine moving forward. Very quickly, it was clear that while those negotiations were going on, Oregon and Washington were probably taking calls in another room from the Big Ten. They're gone. They're going to go to the Big Ten. And now the domino effect has started. Uh, Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah are virtually in the Big 12. And we had just talked about where UNLV is in this picture. I just read a couple. Of, I mean, these are thought-provoking comments but what it's going to do is it's going to get people's hope up. Because right now, I think everyone in the Mountain West just needs to look inwards and go, how can we get better? How do we add? How do we make a stronger Mountain West? And when there's titillation out there, mm. people are going to walk away a couple weeks from now or a couple months from now disappointed. So I'll explain on the other side. you got to be realistic here with what's going on in college sports. I, I, fe- I don't feel like there's some – Life raft floating our way. It wouldn't. We're in the desert. But floating the way of Boise or San Diego State. So I'll, I'll explain a couple of tweets. Maybe there's some validity to them, but I, I don't know, man. I'm getting fed up with all this chatter and this rumor mill stuff. But listen, I was the one pushing back on the big uh, the Pac-12 breaking up, and it's breaking up. All right, big day of uh, college football talk with the conference chaos. Oregon, Washington off to the Big Ten. It looks like Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah are going to be going to the Big 12. And then what's left of the Pac-12, we'll be examining that. In a couple of minutes, I told you I just read a couple of tweets where I'm like, come on, let's let's calm down. Let's not set up false expectations, false hope. Where's the BK I, chicken? That's coming up in a couple of minutes. Calm yeah, down. I know. We need that BK chicken yelling. Um, so we were out at UNLV football practice today, and uh, Barry Odom spoke, and Jonathan Baldwin, one of their stars on defense at safety, spoke. Doug Brumfield, quarterback, spoke. And 
you and I had talked did? to. Did I miss it? Uh, I think you did. You and I had spoken to wow. Barry Odom at Mountain West Conference Media Days. He gave me a fist bump, looked at me, said, "How are you doing? He knows you. Yep. Um, and he said that uh, Brumfield had put on some real positive weight. So there was a question for Brumfield. He does look bigger, and he's pushing like 6'7". Uh, he's a quarterback for the Rebels. There was a question for him about the offseason and putting on weight, and they have a new weight coach, uh, strength coach, and Jeff Fish. So he talks about that process, and then you'll hear me a little muted in the middle as I wanted to know, well, like what kind of food are you eating to get bigger? You know, Coach Fish is – all business in there every second. He wants to be productive every second. You know, anytime you got a chance to get better, whether it's right after practice right now, we got guys in there stretching or um, it's before I lift later, you know, you get, get anytime you can and just go in there and get stretched and get your body prepared for the next thing we got. How much weight did you put on? Uh, about like seven pounds, seven, eight pounds. You know, lost a few at practice today, but, you know, we'll get it back. <laughs> How'd you do it mostly through lifting or is it also diet? Uh, really a combination of both. Uh, lifting, diet, and hydration. Uh, just really trying to stay hydrated out here, and then eating almost double every meal. Just another another serving, and just pull out in the weight room, coach fish, and it just all ties together. Is there anything you're eating now that you weren't steak? I wasn't really a steak guy, and then I was just like, I got to, like I have to, I have to eat red meat. So, been big on the steaks. Important question: How do you like your cook? Medium. Oh yeah, I cooked last night. I did cast iron skillet. I didn't catch the follow-up question. The follow-up question at the end was, do you make your own steak at home? And I, I was impressed there. He said I made it, and he used a cast iron pan. Well, you should have followed up with another question. A cast iron skillet. What's his favorite cut? That went through my head, but there was some other stuff in the press conference that got a little bit long, so I was like, I don't that, – that could be a special feature. We've now set up a special steak discussion All right, good. with Next. Brunfield if someone else wants to steal my thunder. But the answer of medium was so important. I think if he had said "well done," that could tear down the program. <laughs> well, especially you know how this is. You know how this is when the the freaking the steak discussion starts and people start talking about how they like it. We get so judgmental, uh, you know, not only here on Cofield and Company, but out there oh. amongst the public, where it's like it is a cardinal sin if you don't give the right answer. I, I mean, like, thank you for saying medium. Look, in one of the observations from practice today, uh, we were talking with Caleb Herring, which was there's a lot more Southern twang out there. They like their meat. It's a big it's a big talking point. Maybe he gets kicked off the team if he says well done. Possibly. It's like, no, this isn't it anymore. We're moving on. My is the guy. We're done with this. Do you want to crawl into this what potentially could be a frenzy? Of what the steak conversation? How do you like your steak cooked? Uh I like I like to say medium rare because I feel like at a yeah. restaurant they usually overcook a little bit. So that yep. like, one time I went to an outback steakhouse. And I said, hey, medium. And it's just like, okay, this isn't medium. So now I've, ever since I've had that incident, I go, give me medium rare. I've only had unbelievable experiences out back. They always cook my steak the right way. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no free books. <laughs> no. I've, I've, I've Post edit. We got to beep out something. I've never had to sit there for over an hour waiting for something. Never. Okay. Um, never. John, have we discussed this before? Are you, a, are you a medium well or well done guy? No. Thank God. In fact... If I trusted people enough, I am medium rare to rare. I like rare a lot more, actually. Rare's good. Okay. You like your steak, you know, rare enough that a good vet could save its life still. Is that unusual that he was like, I was, I was not a steak guy? I mean, a lot of people don't grow up eating a lot of steak. Well, I think it'd be weirder if he was like, I'm just not a, like a red meat guy. Because steak, I think steak is viewed and priced. Well, he did, but he did say at the end, I needed to eat more red meat. 
Yeah, okay. maybe he's just not a red. Maybe he's is a California it? kid, right? Technically, now isn't isn't. I've been making this joke now because of Big Chicken and the popularity of chicken. Oh, I feel like steak is about the same price as chicken now at some places. Right. I mean, I think I think price probably keeps people, at least initially in their life, from eating it. I mean, I don't know what the budget of a college kid is either, so maybe buying steak too is another thing. I mean, I used to ask for it all the time when I was uh, like 8, 9, 10 years old, and my mother would make it well, and I was like, that's it. I'm not eating steak anymore. You stink at cooking this. You knew as a kid did, this is the no, way to I eat it? No, I didn't do that. <laughs> Can you imagine? Trust me. If I got steak at home and I complained about how it was cooked, it wouldn't be my choice not to have it anymore. I probably would have got a... I don't know about a smack, but I would have gotten a, a verbal tongue lashing. But I mean, growing up, you never really had a choice. Like I didn't really know about the temperatures of cooking until much later in my life. So I was always just given what I was given. You know, I, I have no idea how my parents cook steak. I don't yeah. know if they did it well. I know my dad doesn't. He usually, usually he is a medium person. Medium's not too much. It's because medium's a happy middle. It's a medium. It's for everybody. But it ain't well, and it ain't medium well. No. Which I don't. I don't get it, folks. If you're driving around. Sorry. I can, eat, I can eat medium well. I'll oh, oh I can. You? Well, but I, you know why I can? Because I freaking ruin steaks all the time. I overcook them all the time at home. You know, you know who I eats, stink at it. You know who eats their steak well done? The people who drive up to the arrows when you're merging in traffic because they're the worst. Guarantee it. Bad drivers yeah. don't know how to eat steak. Ah. Ah. All right. I'll do it. I'll do it. We continue. On the conference chaos. And what I mean by I'll do it is I was hoping the two tweets I saw would just disappear. You know, sometimes that happens. You just lose it on your phone. Oh, you can never find it again. Something? So we were trying to present the case earlier that and it's not trying. I really believe it. With the conference chaos with Washington and Oregon going to the Big Ten, John, and Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah going to the Big 12, that there is room now for the Mountain West to fortify itself. Um, I think it's a long shot that any more invites are coming out of the Power Five for now, for now. Mm. But fortify yourself, make yourself the fifth best conference in the country because the Pac-12 is not going to remain. Washington State and Oregon State have to find a home. And I think Cal and Stanford may just go independent or Stanford may be independent and Cal may go somewhere. I think Cal would be smart. Uh, they have real money problems. And I know, you know, it's a that, that school can be snooty, not as snooty as Stanford. Um, but they need somewhere to... To land, so maybe you get those three schools in the Mountain West Conference, sure. and that would be a good conference for three or four or five years, and then we see what happens from there. And everyone in that conference, you want to talk about competition, everyone in the conference, maybe outside Air Force, will be motivated to better their situation and be the bell of the ball so they do get. Sure. If there's five more invites coming to Power Five, right, you're going to be playing for that in football and basketball and athletic success and academic success. So that's to me, that's a – that's a good way to look at it. Not, oh, how do we, in, right now in this situation, how do we get to that level? So then this is what get, I think gets people or sets up false expectations. There is something on Twitter called mHiver3. mHiver3. Yeah. Spell Hiver? It's M-H, it's M-H-ver. I don't know how to say it. it. It's not a real name. Here, ready? Oh, I've seen this tweet yeah. going around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So... This person says it says it. Li- it could be a bot. It a bot would be great right now in college uh, college conference stuff. Um, it says it lives in West Virginia, mm-hmm. and it tweets a lot about the Big Twelve. Hearing ESPN not happy about being shut out of the West Coast markets by Fox, pushing Big Twelve to throw some schools a life raft to get West Coast content. Uh oh, here we go. 
And it's it's that it's that kind of unsourced message or rumor that will now have people here in Vegas and San Diego and Boise and Fresno and Oregon State and Wazoo. By the way, if those fans, mm-hmm. and I know they have a certain mindset because they're they were in the Pac-12. If those fans are like, "That's us," that's the West Coast content they want. Right. I go ahead. What? Well, believe it. No, I'm saying oh, like okay. in Corvallis and freaking Pullman. Right. Yep. They that's these cities are the ones they want. No, um, they want a conference made up in mostly West Coast teams. Hey, there's one that's out there. Do you think that's a possibility? You know, I don't. What are the numbers now? Can someone go? Do we have an abacus? Do we have an old Casio uh, um, calculator? Does someone have a, a calculator watch? Can someone do this for me? How many teams are in the Big 12 now? Is it 16? 16. Okay. How many? And by the way, they're schools. They're not teams. They're schools. They're at 16. So now this would mean, according to MHver, that they, they need to go to 18. They need to go to 20. Is that what we're doing here? I guess. So now, uh, oh, Gonzaga for basketball, too. I forgot. Yeah. Are we really going to do this? I don't. Am I being too negative? Is it a possibility that the Big 12 could still look at it and go, we need Pacific time zone markets to satisfy ESPN? And ESPN's like, you know what? We're dying to get San Diego and Fresno and Boise and Vegas and Pullman and Corvallis. I mean, I guess it could. I mean, theoretically. I mean, I don't know if they're dying. I think there would be like, that'd be nice. But like to the point where they're calling up the Big 12 and being like, you better offer these schools some entry. I know we're about to rework our media rights deal, but we're holding your feet to the fire. Go get SDSU and UNLV and come on so we can get some more eyeballs. I don't think that's the case. Our good buddy Joe Arrigo. Is this the second tweet? You said there were two. Yeah. Okay. And you know what's funny? They are – it's almost like they know me, what's going to get me worked up. They at, at Musk, Musker, whatever the thing's called now. Okay. Zeet. Zit, Z. Z. Joe says, for what it's worth, now is not the time for UNLV to be sitting on their hands waiting for an invite. It's time for Eric Harper, he's the AD, to be aggressive, forward-thinking, and proactive with the athletic department. If he is – UNLV could be in a position they have never been financially and athletically. That's right. But no. Dare to dream. Dare to dream. I mean, I guess. Maybe Joe knows more than we do. Well, I would just disagree with the premise of, again, as we talked about. I mean, you don't want to jump ship to jump ship. And I get there's a the thought that the Big 12 might feel sexy and inviting. But at the same time, as we've discussed, I think that the Mountain West, if they add Oregon State and Washington State and potentially Cal, that a whatever we're going to call it, a Pacific Mountain Conference, whatever. The, the, the fifth conference in the country. The fifth conference in the but country. With, but, but probably without the auto bid. Sure. But Pac-12 it, is around for one more year, and then I don't know what I, – I, I have no idea what these contracts say. But auto bid aside, yeah. what, what's the goal here? When you're talking about this is the time for UNLV in a situation they've never been in, we're talking about finances for the most part. I mean, in a couple of years, the finances might look pretty good for the Mountain West if they actually become a super conference. So why would you want to risk trying to jump ship when in reality you could probably just stick around, be the fifth conference, if you believe in the direction that the football program is starting in right now, and then be a power in this conference, for, like you said, for a few years and then see what happens 
when conference realignment is probably going to start shaking around again. Lukewarm move at best. Why? That's what Joe Rico said. Wait, what, Wait, what is <laughs> That's what Joe Rico no, said. No, he said the Pac-12 is not the move as it currently stands. Hey. Amount with merger with them is a lukewarm at best move. No, it's, I wouldn't. I would disagree with that. I'm just saying what he said. No, right. I'm just saying I would disagree with it. I, I think that when you're looking at the way that this thing stands now, yeah. there's a there's a chance to improve your standing as a conference in the Mountain West. Albeit, you know, you can gauge whatever step forward that is. But I would say, would you disagree? It's, that's still a step forward if you add them and yes. can rework a TV yes. deal. Yeah. I also have no idea what the TV deal is now. Right. With the uh, Big Twelve, I know they had agreed with Power Five additions that they would. They'd make the money about the same per school, but I, I don't know what happens if they start adding group of fives and if they come in at, like, mini shares. I like this conference. I mean, optimally, if there were five power conferences, then a jump to the Pac-12 would have been cool, or if the Big 12 had added San Diego State and UNLV, that would have been neat, but that's gone. Pac-12's mm-hmm. gone. So, And the Pac-12 just, you know, a lot of it folded into the Big 12. It's about to happen, and, uh, boy, the Big 10 got aggressive. So... Oh, we. By the way, can we stop doing this next week, or are we going to have to have discussions about Clemson and Florida State and Notre Dame no, to the coming. SEC? Well, Notre Dame is going to go to the Big Ten. I mean, a lot of people believe that's that's the reason they had reservations about Stanford and Cal right now. Right. Is that they still want to have some spots open, and Notre Dame would be the target. Ooh, maybe just open a Smarty Pants conference, where it's just Stanford, Notre Dame, and Cal, all just battling each other two times a year. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you love it? Did um. Did you guys watch back the video we put out yesterday of Monty? So Monty's a big radio guy in Utah. He does his show up on YouTube. He's worked all over the West. And he laid out this whole presentation. It wasn't a presentation. He gave the whole case of how the Pac-12 blew it. And then he was, he was trying to throw out a funny line about, well, you know, Stanford's tough because they won't let anyone in. And then he started to say, uh, you know, this is Monty speaking. You know, I, I can't get in there. Uh, you know, Cofield might be able to get in there. And I saw Adam look at me and he's like, he puts his finger up. I did see that. What'd you think? Oh, Mr. I they wanted me to skip three grid. I knew he was gonna I, I didn't know he was gonna say something. He was claiming but that I knew he was gonna take he, objection to it because he's he was offered to skip three grades when he was like, So in kindergarten it, it, or I was offered to skip two. Relax. He so one, Monty's joke, I got it. You know, he's kinda like kissing up to the lead on the show. Uh Monty's smart. Adam's smarter than me. They're all smarter than me. So it was just like don't you don't have to take offense to it. And Adam Hill, we know you're smart. Now, I know Adam actually did get into a bunch of really elite schools, but, you know, a lot of times it comes down to money. I don't remember him ever, ever telling me he got into Stanford. I know Stanford has a really aggressive interview process. I could do it. No problem. I don't. Could Adam pass the, the interview as a 17 or 18-year-old? Of course he could. You think? Oh, the arrogance is there. He'd be in two seconds. Yeah, he, couldn't, he couldn't pass. Well, you're, you're He's got arrogant the, he, just he, like us. He, <laughs> you think you're the smartest person every time you walk into a room. Of course you're in. Cofield and Company presents Grab Bag. Don't touch it. Don't even look at it. Only on ESPN Las Vegas. Stick your hand in there, Dave. I really am such an old wimp. I think the heat at UNLV football practice affected me. I'm all over the place today. There's like no focus. Devon just had to remind us we had really good sound we wanted to get to. Uh, but before that, you went back and checked the tape, checked the video. I, I was just telling you that during a interview yesterday, we had a guest say that none of us were smart enough on the show to get into Stanford. It was a joke. And then Adam did do kind of a nonverbal, like, what? I could do it, too. 
I just don't need to tell you guys. Um, I have no idea if you could have gotten into Stanford, but totally. it, it was a joke. You don't need to get offended and put your finger up. No, like, I could I, do I, it. I could get in. I could get in. I could do it. I know I could. Let's I'm naturally on. smart, Steve. I want to go to last night's Hall of Fame game. Uh, DeMond pulled this <laughs> with uh, Collinsworth. In talking about Deshaun Watson, every time we talk about Deshaun Watson, do we have to mention his troubles with the masseuses? I mean, do I don't know if you have to preface it every time because – I think Collinsworth is feeling the pressure. I don't know if he was being a smartass about it. He probably shouldn't have said this out loud, but you do get the vibe sometimes like you better mention what a terrible person Deshaun Watson is every time you're going to talk football. Here's Collinsworth. There's almost automatically you have to acknowledge what's happened to him off the field before you're allowed to even begin a conversation about what he may end up being on the field and we understand or at least we're trying to portray the fact that we get the big picture of this situation we understand how everybody feels about the various components of this thing trying to portray i mean it's pretty obvious what he's saying there right the various components of this thing yes like i'm tired of talking about it stop asking me to talk about it it's time to talk football as a football player, though, which is what our job is, it is going to be paramount on him to be patient because I'm not sure that the Cleveland Browns can make as bold a jump offensively as what he probably would like to see. Why can't they? I was surprised when I heard that. Why can't the Browns be a really good offensive team if, if they get – Deshaun Watson back to where he's supposed to be. Oh, if he's they 20, have the weapons. Yeah, if he's 2020, like Deshaun Watson, of course he could be. So I, I I would agree with you. The more I've heard that, the more it's like, yeah, it's it's one of those things I think we happen in sports broadcasting now, which is I'm going to make a statement about this incident so that later when I'm talking glowingly about Deshaun Watson, you can't come back at me and say, don't you remember what he did? No, remember? The Canton Hall of Fame game. I said that back in August. I don't agree with it. Now I can say whatever I want. Which is totally unnecessary. Right. You're setting people up to still come at you. Just do what you're comfortable with. Sure. Stick your hand in there, Dave. We were being very judgy, potentially, with Doug Brumfield. Even the fact that we said he likes his steak medium, that was being judgy. Like, oh, he got it right. Yeah. He got it right. Travis Kelsey's very much a celebrity now, which opens you up to all sorts of criticism. Did you see a story where someone was getting on what? His parenting? No. What was it? Because Travis Kelsey doesn't have kids. Okay. Who? What was Jason it? Jason Kelsey. Oh, I set it up yeah, with Travis yeah, Kelsey. Just so we don't need the mustache yeah, yeah. cut. I guess I misread that. Yeah. So Jason Kelsey's yeah, got his kids. Brother. Travis doesn't. So it was after training camp, and he's laying on the grass, and he's just like throwing a ball for his daughters to like, you know, his daughters are having fun running and grabbing it. And so people are like, you know, there's like the collective where it's like, hey, look at Kelsey being a dad. And there's others like, he's not parenting. He's just making a play fetch. He's not doing anything. Oh, my God. Really? Like, just relax. What is it? Every moment has to be a parenting moment? Everybody's got something to say. It's ridiculous. He's, He's making him play fetch. Right. Which, by the way, yeah, he is. Yes. Like, and guess what? They're like three years old and their brains probably have like three wrinkles in them yeah. because they're only three and having the time of their lives play and fetch. Like, what do, you, what do you want him to do with them? You know what the goal, I mean, you know more than me, you know what the goal of parenting is sometimes because I hear it from parents? Keep them alive? That, and on a given day, you're like, can we just hire them out so they will go to sleep later? 
Yes. Like, that's what I hear all the time. Like, like you'll, you'll be at a, you know, I love pool parties. Love, can I talk, tell another basketball? No. Um, but like at, at that one, I think it might have been at that pool party, you know, you'll, you'll, kids will go in the pool and it's like, oh, boy, they're going to be really tired later. Thank God they're going to sleep. <laughs> Won't have any trouble going to sleep. You know what I did the other day? Because my son was annoying me. I was like, you know, Diego, you're really fast, huh? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, let's tell, let's see how fast you can run back to the room and back. <laughs> and I timed him on a stopwatch while I sat on the couch. And he did it like 10 times. And he was <gasps> like sucking down wind by the 10th time. You know what he said to me? It's great, Dad. Can I do it again? And I said, go ahead, yeah. kid. <laughs> like, yes. What did that teach him, John? No. Every moment you have with your children is a valuable teaching moment. Like I should be playing like Beethoven for him every every let's, second. Let's let's read. Yeah, right. Let's let's have a deep discussion right now. It's so ridiculous. No, you know what? Run. Right. And guess what? Like you said, they're like, yeah, right. It's this great. Is great. <laughs> That's the dumbest part about it. He was also throwing the football from his back while laying down. Right. I thought it was impressive that he was getting it that far. It's, it's so dumb. Because you know what the dumber part about it is too. You know, every single one of the people that are being overly critical yeah. do not have kids. Yeah. And so, like, of course, they're like, that's not the way to do it. Like, okay. Why don't you step into the ring? Let's do this. It's really dumb. Would you let someone watch your kids to see how they could be as a parent? Uh, if someone's like, I want to see how I can do, let me have your no. kids for a weekend. No. God. Yeah, you're not going to let me watch them or drive them. No, I know that. Not. No. So you got to put your money where your mouth is. What are you talking about? I don't said, to, oh, those people don't have kids. Let me have your kids for a weekend. I don't have to like risk my – that's, yeah. that's yeah. not even anywhere near show the same. Them. Right. They're going to hurt my kids. Yeah, I know. And then I'll prove the point. Like, I don't know. He was just eating, taking really big bites of stuff, and he stopped breathing. Yeah, he choked. Uh, Women's World Cup this weekend. We're rooting for Sweden. Rooting for America, Steve. I am as well, but I wouldn't mind a real close game and uh, another Carly Lloyd explosion and attack. I've enjoyed this week. How <laughs> mad people have gotten. What else? What else is on the docket? Adam was on the press box today, and he went Adam Hill. Yeah. He went at Adam Candy about his uh, U.S. women's national team take. Oh. He's going at everybody. He's passionate about it. All right, have a good, a real good weekend. Look for more videos, archives of the show up on social media.